Woodsman like me, and you get a feel for these things. It becomes natural, like a third sense. Well, hey, guys, hey, welcome back. I'm JB. I'm Jordan. I'm Greg. Welcome back. Hey, hey. To Camp Krusty. Yeah. Uh, today we are discussing episode eight. Seven. Seven. Episode Season seven. one. But it's episode eight of this show. No, it's episode nine of this God show. damn, dude. Time is meaningless. <laughs> Linear time is a construct. We're, we've had two sideshows, so we're in we're in episode nine. But this is the Simpsons season one, episode seven, seven G O nine, the call of the Simpsons. We're which back is, on our season one shit. Which is yes. so off break. Greg and I were discussing this earlier. Yeah. This episode sits in between two really heavy episodes, and we have this idea that they probably did this on purpose. Because this episode is just farcical. It's bon- yeah, it's bonkers. <clears throat> it's, it's very bonkers. surreal. Yeah. Where they did a very emotional, kind of driven story with Lisa, uh, Moaning Lisa previously. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to get kind of another moral tale following this one. So it's yeah. good to just have the Simpsons kind of out somewhere having yeah. to deal with something and it just get, you know, really silly. And we could just poke fun at Homer for 25 minutes, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Maggie gets some time to shine. It's it's pretty fun. Yeah, this is a good one. We're, we're still on the wonky intro so here we, in this one. We've we, still got the goofy characters in the beginning. Do we, do we want to play some trivia? Oh. I'm down oh. for some trivia. All right, let's do some trivia. Where's the, the... Get the cards. Where's the head, Jordan? Same place. Same place. Yeah. Man, take it in out the, of context, that interaction. Here, I'll start. I'll ask JB a question. I think this is from an episode that we talked about, actually. Okay. Uh, there's an episode where Lisa gives Bart a cupcake... What is wrong with the cupcake that she gave him? All the icing is licked off. It fell on the floor. Oh, it fell on the floor. Damn it. Fell on the floor. Damn yeah. It. Okay. But I remember us talking about that. I don't remember exactly which one it is because the world just, you know, time is all blurs together, but I think we talked about it. All right. I will ask Greg. Okay. <clears throat> Bart got rapid heartbeat from which crusty product? Vitamins, orangeade, or sugar-stuffed puffs? I think it's the vitamins. It is. It is yeah. crusty brand vitamins. <laughs> yes. Well done. I'm assuming yeah. these are like the Flintstones chewables or something yeah. of, the, of their world. It's just meth. <laughs> All right. Jordan. Yes. Greg. Who who invites every <laughs> that's me. Who invites everybody to his birthday party except Bart? Oh, I know this. Uh, is it Martin? No. No, it's not. It's Millhouse, right? Yes, it is Millhouse. Oh, it is Millhouse. Millhouse. Damn it. Yeah, because they yeah, get into a, a fight season... and Millhouse invites oh, yeah, everybody. That's right. Well, there, it's a season three episode. It's because Millhouse's mother thinks Bart's a bad influence. Yeah, and right, right. She puts, a, puts an end to their friendship. Yeah. Continuing my streak of just getting these wrong. It's okay. <laughs> it's called, JB. It's called a losing streak. Yeah, it's called life, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's called life, pal. <laughs> okay, this is a good one. Fill in Bart's chalkboard blank. I do not have blank. And now you have choices. You got choices here. Cooties, abs to die for, or diplomatic immunity. Oh man. All three think, are like pretty yeah. funny. I answers. think I know what I think I know what it is. I think it's diplomatic immunity. It, it is, is diplomatic yeah. immunity. Yes. Nice. Yep. <clears throat> All right, Greg. Yes. At the opera, Bart tells the uh, Toreador to spit where? The bullring floor, the orchestra pit. Or the cuspidor. The cuspidor. Yep. Use the cuspidor. That's what it's for. (laughs) Yep. Yep. All right. Is this my redemption? We will see. Or am I going to dig myself deeper into the pit of failure? Let's find out. This is your redemption shot. When Bart is thrown in jail for being a murderer, who is his cellmate? Snake, Sideshow Bob, or Hans Molman? I think it's Hans Molman. Nope. It's Snake? 
It's Sideshow Bob. Motherfucker. I think, God he's, damn. I think he's lifting weights. He's like super jacked. He's yeah. like, they drew him like huge muscular. Like, yeah. and he's like lifting weights just watching Bart. I need to just start picking the opposite of what I actually think. You the bet, those is. were both season three episodes, Jordan. You yeah, should get wow. on some season three. So that ended with Greg two for two, me one for two, and Jordan. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm oh, for two. deeper in the pit of failure. Oh, for two. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the call, call of, of the Simpsons. Simpsons. Yeah, so this has a release date of February 18th, 1990, year yeah. of our Lord. It was written by John Swartzwelder. We get another. Of course, they it's they pick one. him to do some some goofy shit, some outworld shit. Yeah, yeah. there there there's some great like pure Swartzwelder Ian stuff in here. We get the uh, the wonky intro is still in effect in this uh, in this episode. Yep. The yeah. chalkboard gag is I will not draw naked ladies in class. Ooh, I feel fart. like that shit would get you straight up institutionalized nowadays. <laughs> funny, there's a He's there's, insane. There's a season two episode where Bart is spray painting a lady with like she's like a stick figure lady with boobs <laughs> on the on the school property. And uh when Skinner sees it, it's when he's in love with Patty. And he sees it as Patty. Yeah. Anyway, that's so Bart has a yeah, I guess he likes drawing boobs. Well, he likes nudity. I've noted this before yep. with Bart. He likes being nude. He likes we drawing some, nudity. We get we get some nudity in this episode. That's right. This episode we see more of that, and Homer likes it too. Like when when they're both naked, there's not this moment of embarrassment. They just love being naked. They have no shame. It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> so the ba- and the, uh, the couch gag is actually like a non couch. It's gag. nothing. Yeah. Just them sitting. And when I was a kid, I remember seeing that and thinking that's funny because like it you know it's uh, the lack of a yeah thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. It, it subverted your expectations. Like, yeah, I think yeah, something's yeah. funny is going to happen. No, they just sit there and just look at the TV. And that's it. <laughs> yep. Um, now, this uh, so early the, on in this episode, we get the first ever appearance of Rod Flanders. Yeah, true. Uh, cruising yeah, by that, in the that background. Look like Rod. He's got the blue shirt. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the Flanders aren't religious yet. They're still dicks. They're, they're still, still just, just better than yeah, you. Yeah, no, they're, they're not just, even dicks. They're just, they're nicer than you. They're better than you. They just exist on a higher the plane. Up, than the, you. So, they one up you on everything. So, on a side note, we have a partner at my bar, Stucks. That I lovingly, that I mean, I'm, I'll say I lovingly refer to him. I just refer to him as hipster Ned Flanders <laughs> because he's he is a believer and like real into Jesus, and he also has this like hipster mustache. Yes, and nice. He just looks like hipster Ned Flanders, <laughs> and and it's just it's hard for me to not see that in him now. Well, Bart's yeah. using this shitty kind of like what's like a it's not even a like gasoline powered push. No, it's, one it's the, the one with the, with the wheel that just turns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the leave it the beaver mower. Yeah, yeah. And but like Rod's right, he's got like a ride along one. I think he's got even an umbrella keeping him in the shade. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. he's just like, "Hey Bart, hard enough for you?" Yeah, and even so Homer he was it, being a dick. Yeah, Rod was being a dick. You're yeah. right. That's right. It's the And fl- then early on Homer says, like, "Don't try keeping up with the Flanderses, you know, as as Flanders rolls up in his new RV." Womp womp. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> then Homer satellite dish. So then Homer of course, out of jealousy, goes to the RV place to get an RV. One of my favorite Simpsons gags is when they're checking his credit oh, yeah. and the alarm starts going off and he's like, is that a good alarm? And the, the car dealership's guy's like, have you ever known an alarm like that to be a good alarm? Like, There's no alarm good, that is good. That is not a good siren, Mr. That's, Simpson. And that's voiced by Albert Brooks, Albert who Brooks. was an uh, actor. And apparently he improved almost everything you he hear from that character. Yeah. And yeah. there was so much good stuff. They said they could have filled the entire episode with just like I mean, a Homer and RV salesman <clears throat> interaction. Been a, a whole episode at the RV dealership. And honestly, this is the best part of the episode for me is just the back and forth and the just the constant like... W- little one-liners that the RV salesman has—they're well, so fantastic. This is the first of 
quite a few great uh, characters Albert Brooks were common voice, mm-hmm. yeah. which he's credited as A. Brooks to kind of hide his name because he wasn't sure if he wanted to be associated with a cartoon show. But <laughs> he's good friends with James L. Brooks. No yeah. relation, but they're just they're just good friends from the business. <laughs> Uncle so, Ruckus, no relation. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they you know, he got they got him to come in and do the voice of Bob. He's got. The cowboy hat and the bolo tie. He's he's got he's definitely got Joe Bob vibes. Oh, it's great. Yeah, I love how huh. he, he comes to look at like the biggest. It's called the ultimate behemoth, like the biggest <laughs> RV on the lot. And there's it, like, they it walk turned, in. It looks says here you couldn't afford this, and even if you live to be a million, you can tell your son it has a satellite dish. It had a big screen TV, four <laughs> deep fryers, one for each part of the chicken. Fireplace, a sofa, the coffee table, a full fucking kitchen with a big fridge and a chandelier in this damn thing. It's like <laughs> hell yeah. So of course Homer doesn't get that. Of yeah, course Homer can't, can't afford the shittiest possible RV. It's it's great how he sweet talks him though. He's just like you look like a god to me. <laughs> he's like, he's like, are you Roman? Are you Roman? I'm getting like god vibes. <laughs> So I love this is something I also love out of Simpsons plot writing is that they'll often write an entire first act that isn't utterly disposable. Oh, like yeah. that has nothing to do it's with like what a, the episode. They do a lot of set pieces where it first starts with all the, them or one of the characters being somewhere and you can just write a bunch of gags and jokes related yep. to the thing that they're at. Right. Like because then they take the thing camping and that's really what the episode's about. Right. Is them going camping. Yeah. And you they, could have easily just had the beginning of the episode be like, hey, let's go camping. Great. Let's go. Well, they gave him yeah. a reason to go camping because now he, he was it started with him being jealous of Ned's new RV, so he wanted to go get an RV. He wanted to get a better one. He ended up getting a shitty one. Get a worse one. It's and got like then... a branch in the grill, and it's leaking. <laughs> he takes <laughs> it off-road immediately, and basically as soon as they get, get back up to there, nature. and they drive it off a cliff, and it then your entire plot device for the first act is literally destroyed. I love yep. that. Like, the, but your um, plot device for the second act and third act is utterly set up. But now we're, but now we're out in the woods. Yeah, now we're stranded. Uh, oh, I love that Bart actually says, are we there yet? And yep. Um, so we get at? that for the first time. And uh, But I love like, <laughs> like Homer's just like, <laughs> this made me think of you, Jordan, this line, when he's driving off the road and oh, yeah. Marge is like looking at the map. She's like, uh, Homer, I don't believe this is the interstate. And he's like, Maps. <laughs> the, what the hell do they know? That is yeah, very, exactly. that is very Jordan. Yeah, don't tell me what to do. You got I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to be a part of any map that would have. He me. drives Who through a river. Map, huh? You know him? I don't know him. He drives through a river. I love that. There's this song playing. It's called. Um, I don't trust any map. You can't find wanderer. me on, and you can't find me on any of them. I only listen to maps that have a little part that says "You are here." <laughs> Because I, I need to know. let me tell you something, man. That's all any of us ever are <laughs> is here. <laughs> the uh, the song that he whistles, the happy wanderer. Yeah, it definitely sets the vibe uh, for them, like going out <laughs> into the wilderness. And yeah, and then he's like, "Should we stop here?" And he's on the edge, uh, the edge uh, of like, a giant cliff. <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I love when <laughs> when you, they're like hanging off the edge of the cliff, they're all screaming. There's a lot of Simpsons screaming in this. There's a lot of screaming in this episode. Yeah. But there like is. they're hanging just like just half on, half off the cliff, and Homer's like, Everybody, stay very still and slowly get out of the car on the count of three. <laughs> One. And you hear all the doors shut. <laughs> they're already out. <laughs> And then yeah, it falls the the the, the RV falls to its death yeah, down the, the cliff. Glorious explosion. And now they're stuck in the wilderness. 
The Simpsons have entered the forest, I believe, Lisa says. <laughs> um, and As she witnesses the fiery wreckage below. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and what I love, there's, um, it, I always laugh, like Maggie's like shaking, and Homer's like, somebody calm her down. And Lisa's like, look, Maggie, birdie. And it points up as it's buzzards circling them. <laughs> <laughs> I always crack up at that. Homer's trying to act cool. He's like, I'm an experienced woodsman. Boy, this is a... Uh, an adventure most people would give everything they had in the world for this. And Bart's like, you mean like we just did? Because yeah, exactly. like they had literally everything, everything packed in there. In there. <laughs> um, and he, <laughs> he's, you know, he, he's trying to play it cool in front of his family, but he, really he's terrified. Yeah. He's like, I'm just going to walk over here and get my bearings. And he's like on like other side where there's a cliff. And he's like, I've murdered us all. I've murdered us all. I've murdered us all. Shut up. Shut up. You know, the whole family is really <laughs> neglectful of Maggie the whole episode now. She's I think just about there, it. Yeah. Well, because there's, like, there's that first line where, like, as soon as they're lost, Maggie's shaking. So your baby's literally shaking. And uh, Homer's like, eh, shut that thing up. And then the <laughs> other. Calm pl- her down. Then they like the little Maggie subplot, which is great, by the way, in oh, this yeah. episode, involves Maggie following Bart and Homer into the woods and. Like Marge and Lisa will be like, "Hey, uh, should we stop Maggie?" And they're like, "Hey, you know what? Nah, let's no, not. she'll be she'll be fine. She's but they're unaware. But yeah, this and is after Homer. So everyone const- just doesn't give a shit. There, see, there's this funny thing because this Homer constructs a really shitty shelter. He just like <laughs> takes a log and puts some sticks on it, like almost like in a teepee shape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he leaves them there. He's like, "Me and the boy are gonna get help." And like, you know, he's like talking to Bart. He's like, "Don't be afraid of the wildlife. They smell fear. They don't like it." So don't, you know, just got to tell it yourself you're not afraid. And they hear Maggie sucking the pacifier and think it's a rattlesnake. <laughs> a rattler! I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid. Run, you fool! <laughs> <laughs> and I love that they run and get tired. Yeah, like, yeah. Almost immediately. Pretty they, much, they, yeah. yeah. I mean, because they're both incredibly out of shape. Yep. Of course. Of course they are. And Bart's they, just on his way to being a future Homer. Yep, Bart's and, a fat kid. Yeah, yeah, he's got a pudgy belly. Definitely. Definitely. And, uh, yeah, they, they they end up falling down a waterfall, and that's where they lose their clothes. It, which is funny because when they got the, uh, when the Simpsons left to go on their camping trip, they're they're all wearing different outfits. They have like camping outfits. Sure. And Bart, yeah. this is the first time you see Bart's lucky red hat. Yep. And I, I think know. that was just a they joke written attention. that that when he's like Homer comes up from the water. Bart, Bart, and he just sees the hat floating. He's like, his lucky red hat. Like, it's just ironic that it, he the, would die in huh. his lucky red hat. I don't know well, there's an episode just... where they do that again later on. I think where they go to the box factory or yeah. some shit like that, and they're like, oh, my it's son is a box. It's just his lucky red hat. So it's literally just this plot device that I think they throw in as like their own joke. Well, Every time there's... Homer thinks Bart is dead, it's because all is left is the what lucky red hat. Is the ep- yeah, exactly. What season or the is lucky the lucky red hat? What season is the episode where it opens with Bart imitating Raiders of the Lost Ark? Like oh, and he grabs his hat. Start, like, oh, and Homer's, that's, I think Homer that's like curls Milhouse's into a ball girlfriend. and Homer is the rock. <laughs> yeah, he's grabbing those pennies he's going to take into school, the big jar of pennies. Yeah, and I think yeah, Milhouse yeah. has the eight ball. I'm pretty sure that's the one where his, the new girl comes to school. Mm-hmm. And, and it ends with Homer running into the garage door and just like his face and his stomach sticking, <laughs> sticking out <laughs> of the garage that, door. His big bald head and his, <laughs> <laughs> and his big gut are, like just smashed through. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we definitely get Oafish Homer. I love that when he comes out. It, Homer, we get, again, a Homer freakout that is just great. He's like, of all the fates on heaven and earth, why did this one have to befall me? Because <laughs> he thinks Bart's dead. But he realizes Bart's alive. He's just naked. And yeah. so is Homer. And they're both <laughs> are covered up by bushes. And yeah. so Homer's big, uh, big idea to help them out next is to jam his fist directly into a hive of angry bees to, uh, <laughs> to gotta, I guess, rip out the honey and just gotta, start eating they, bees Which, and to honey. be fair, I'm pretty sure that is straight out of a Boy Scouts manual. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's at least straight out of, like, Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. <laughs> is, wait, I'm sorry. 
I'm what I pick it up from you is that Winnie the Pooh is not a wilderness guide. Well, mm-hmm. it's it, no, it's just not accurate in a lot of things. You know how delicious honey looks in Winnie the Pooh. It's a it's a dream <laughs> that was never be achievable by any substance on no. natural earth. No, huh? You know, right. honey is nowhere near as good as it appears I'm gonna to be. be honest, in Winnie you're the kind Pooh. of blowing, so, you're kind of blowing the wildlife mind right now. <sighs> it's a show that lies to you. That's which, all I'm saying. Um, I, I gotta say, they the uh, the animators because um, I, I think Wes Archer was the director of this one. Um, he well the uh, they. They did a lot of research, obviously, on doing yeah. the backgrounds and <coughs> different kinds of trees and shrubs. And I love when they, um, well, first they they gotta they gotta clothe themselves. So originally, Schwarzwelder, what they said in the, just wrote it as a stage direction, like they just go behind a bush, rustle around, and come out with those like you know bush uh, like the Ad- Adam and Eve style, style bush. yeah, <laughs> around. But it was Sam Simon's idea to say. Like have Homer telling him what to do, and it's 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 pretty funny. He's like slap some mud and then slap some moss on there, <laughs> some moss for me, and then they decide to go hunting. And I this is something I laugh at, just like the bird thing. This is another moment I laugh at where he's like uh, makes a trap for the rabbit. Uh, oh, I love yeah. it. He's like, what <laughs> are we gonna do? The rabbit across the fucking. What are we gonna do? Hang ourselves? <laughs> <laughs> and then it's it's funny because the rabbit looks like one of Matt Groening's. Like, oh yeah, life the life from hell. hell. Yeah. 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 It hops in there and it just slingshots it whoosh, <laughs> and far away. I love that you hear a thud like, <laughs> after it's already out yeah. of you. That's pure Schwarzwelder. Oh, right totally. <laughs> I laugh every time. That, there's, I never see that in not the off-camera sound gags. Yeah. right. Oh, they're always so good. It, they're always so and good. The, it's great when Homer just goes into a bush and he's attacked by like a squirrel and a raccoon. Yeah, and all at once. There's a snake wrapped around his arm and he's rolling around. And <laughs> uh, again, a lot of the good screaming. Oh, I love when he gets the the honey and the bees are stinging in his mouth. Is, he's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so, so he asks for water, of course. So Bart says, "Go over there." And then he dives into this whole pit of mud, and then he's just mistaken for like a Bigfoot big Sasquatch. Yeah, because he can't talk, and he's covered in mud. And the thing about this is this whole part of the episode that happens now is like a big uh, spoof of Fox itself. Yeah. Because at the time, oh, Fox yeah. was airing a lot of these... In, like, search, of in search of Bigfoot. He's alien real autopsy. evidence, right? Well, and dude, do you remember that Joe Rogan... Bef- and like you guys know how much I love Joe Rogan. Oh, he's oh your yeah. Fa- yeah I know. I, I don't fucking, tell me. I wish nothing but calamity on you, Joe Rogan. <laughs> I wish no. I wish plague on you, um, on both your houses. Uh, he's the guy. He hosted the In Search of Bigfoot series, like Amazing. before, oh, no before Fear Factor. Oh, maybe no even it was maybe right after News Radio and before Fear Factor. He hosted the In Search of Bigfoot show. Where like every week he would go, he would basically just go camping in Montana or like Washington State with a different group of guys that were like, we're going to find him. <laughs> Joe Rogan's like, listen, after being mistaken for Bigfoot so many times, it only made sense to Spoiler do a show alert. in which I found the real Spoiler Bigfoot. Alert. They never found him. Of course not. <laughs> of course not. Those yeah. shows, they never find anything. That's yeah. the thing. No. Is they always like they always advertise the shows with like new hard hitting evidence that's gonna break this case wide open. I mean, y'all like, can see the photographic nothing. evidence right here from right in front of the Piggly Wiggly. Sure, some people <laughs> might argue that that's Crazy Randy from Ninth Street. I'm telling you, it's Bigfoot. I feel like <laughs> I'm saying they're one in the same. I'm saying what every I'm single, saying poor Cade, no last dose. <laughs> every single Bigfoot special, it's always like we're going out in the woods and they're like making the calls, like how. The calls and they're like, and the I heard knocks. one. I've heard one. I'm like, how do you know that's not another Bigfoot group? Yes, yeah. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> looking for Bigfoot and, and this, shouting at. I want this, them to both be shooting documentaries this, at the same time. This all this reminds they got me. a camera. <laughs> well, and this all reminds me of the famous Mississippi leprechaun. 
Anybody oh, yeah. want to see Leprechaun say, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker that's a lifelong Leprechaun hunter that comes from generations like with his Leprechaun flute that he uses to call the Leprechaun movie. That, Amazing. Ooh, Amazing. That skit is wonderful. Okay, before we get into Homer, the Homer Bigfoot part, I want to dial it back here. There's some, uh, I, I really like this concept where, like I said, Bart and Homer are out and they're like basically in their own naked and afraid episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then back at the campsite, Marge and Lisa have really spruced it up. They made a good shelter. They have a campfire going. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're living harmonious great. with nature. They're setting the squirrels all nice, setting them on the logs. And, you know, they're, they go to bed comfortably and they think Maggie's fine. But Maggie's with the bears. And I love that the bears oh, like yeah. go and steal stuff for her. Well, because Maggie encounters the bear uh, after Homer and Bart run through the waterfall. <laughs> and it's an angry bear, but she gives it a pacifier that it loves. And it's sucking the pacifier just like... It, just like dare I does. say, pacifies yeah. the bear. And he I mean, takes how it, dare you? Take, <laughs> they go back to the cave. I love that uh, they steal like baby bottles and toys. And there's a great... A lantern. There's a great little scene with this other family camping with their baby. And it's this like <laughs> angry couple... And it's voiced by Hank Azaria and Maggie Roswell. And when they, I've noticed in season one, they, they pair them up a lot for like these kind of couples, these like generic couples. You want to see how many bears there are out here, honey? Hey, hey, bears. Hey, bears. Yeah. Yep. H- Hank Azaria in this episode, uh, he does a few voices, <laughs> but none of, his, none of his trademark characters. It's just random people. He does like a park ranger later on. <laughs> uh, yeah, that whole bit is great with them. And then, yeah, so <laughs> Maggie goes to bed comfortably because the bears like brought her. They're yeah. like they're in love with Maggie. Oh which yeah! I just love the little Maggie side plot where yeah, she's just in a cave with a bunch of bears and they're just it's like very obsessed. Sweet. It is. Yeah, and this was something like they were just throwing it out there for the audience because like that they wanted you know everyone knew why do they loved Bart. Everyone knew why they loved Lisa. <laughs> Maggie's just always kind of there, so they actually put her in this situation where she just shares a pacifier with a bear and now she's been adopted into their like their bear family and she's in their den. Which is also like the beginning of pretty much how they deal with every Maggie side plot joke where Maggie accidentally falls in like into some sort of story and makes her way uh, through it always by accident I love coincidence. The, um, they, there was one episode where it was like they did the great escape right with Maggie at the daycare. I think it's the one where Marge oh, is yeah. in a play when they're doing a streetcar named Desire. That yeah. episode and they take the binkies away. They take the pacifiers from yep. them. That is they, a great episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's great. You know, th- like I said, this is kind of the first time we get a cool little Maggie thing mm-hmm. in yeah. this. So, yeah. Like we said, now we're going back to Homer being Bigfoot. This, it's just, this is such a great way to end this because I love that they're going back to the Quidgy Bow thing. <laughs> yeah, they, they're going back to Quidgy <laughs> Bow and calling Homer an ape. And when they shoot him at the... I love all the headlines of the newspapers when they find out that Marge is like married <laughs> to what they husband. think is Sasquatch. I'm married to Bigfoot. Bigfoot's <laughs> wife says, cut him some slack. <laughs> Bigfoot's wife says, call him Homer. Call him Homer. That's what it is. And so he's like in a lab being like tested by every like known scientist. Oh, uh, well, I love the news report. It's it's funny because it's Harry Shearer doing like a Kent Brockman voice. Yep. but It's not Kent Brockman yet. I love that he's like explaining what's going on, and then he's like, "We'll give you more information as it develops." We now go back to the president's address already in progress. Well, he's doing the um, <laughs> he's doing the reporter voice, the same one he puts on when he plays the reporter in Godzilla 1998. Yep, yeah, it's literally that, his like that. Well, I realized and Hank Azaria kind or Harry Share kind of has a reporter voice anyway, right? Like, because I would argue that Skinner is the most similar to Harry Shear's actual voice. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> just more, he talks in a very stern, it's like his normal voice, but just very stern. But that's yeah. what Harry Shear actually, the same way that like Brian Griffin is the most like Seth MacFarlane's actual voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I feel like the newscaster voice is probably the next closest thing we get to Harry Shear's real voice. Because yeah, he kind of so. sounds like an anchor anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I knew it was him in Godzilla. I was like, oh shit. That was like, 
Because you, you hear that you're voice. Like, you were like, you Kent Brockman? Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, and that's Hank Azaria. Yeah. They're like, all I, there. I knew their voices from The Simpsons. And also, Hank Azaria did some other voice acting. Like, I don't know if you guys watched when you were kids the 90s Spider Man uh, series. Yep. Mm-hmm. He was Eddie Brock. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 Which that I remember watching. And I was like, oh, there's times when he gets, he's yelling at Spider Man and he sounds kind of like Mo. Yeah. Like, hey. I'll get you, Spider Man. You hear me? <laughs> I swear to God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat your family. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm gonna slit your throat and drink your blood. So the, the family gets saved by the Rangers. That Homer's been shot in the butt with a trank dart, which is a great scene. You get like a little King itself. Kong moment yeah. where he falls. <laughs> and um, they uh, they have they take him to a lab, and he's being studied. It's funny that you got Doctor Marvin Monroe's there. There's like a French scientist. There's a German scientist, of course. All the they're specialists all de- from all the world. They're all debating. They can't figure out if Homer's an actual human being or some sort of like <laughs> missing link. <laughs> some ape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's inconclusive. All he's of either, their tests he's are He's either an incredibly intelligent ape or an incredibly stupid human. <laughs> uh, I think they say a below average human being or a brilliant beast. Yes, that's yeah. right. They're watching it on the TV. He's like, oh, man, the boys at work are going to have a field day with this. Uh, but then we get a sweet little ending because Marge doesn't care. And yeah. she calls him You're my brilliant her brilliant beast. beast. Yeah, that, they just decided to end it on a nice kind of little happy <laughs> note with them. Like, oh, because again, the family is, all is well. They made it How else safe. do you end this episode? Though? Yeah, like, this is such a weird episode. It's so bonkers. But if this was like several years later into The Simpsons, they probably would have just ended it with just like the news report and then Homer watching it being like, don't. And then just be it, done it, it turns right? out he really is an ape. They'll do something where he's like, you know, eating a banana or going on a rampage. He looks <laughs> like a gorilla doing it. Yep. He's, you know, this is another one of those episodes like we discussed that we've seen before in season one where they just kind of are just experimenting. Mm-hmm. I love that they said, let's take the Simpsons out of their element and put them yeah. stranded in a forest and out just of see suburbia. what happens. Yeah. Originally, they, um, I think before they decided what they were going to do with the Bigfoot thing, they said that the plan was. Homer was going to get like swooped away by a giant eagle and taken to the nest, and he'll be like raised as the eagle. But I guess oh, they... instead of like Maggie with yeah. the bears, yeah. So I guess they decided, no, let's do something for Maggie. Like we said, let's like give her a little the time to shine. How is an eagle going to pick up Homer and swoop him away to some nest? Yeah. Gi- giant <laughs> eagle, giant bro. eagle, bro. Uh, must be. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm in. But either way, I think the Maggie's probably a better idea. Don't ask too many questions, bro. Yeah, you're right. You're right. This is that's too much. I made a note that this episode actually was nominated for an Emmy mm. in 1990. Astounding sound mixing for a comedy series or special. Okay. Astounding or outstanding? What did I say? You outstanding. Said asta- astounding. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. They, astounding. Dude, they should change those awards to astounding instead of astounding. outstanding. Outstanding. Astounding. You know, there's different things. I won astounding. What'd you win? Oh, I just got out. Outstanding. Outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> Shao Kahn. Well, which is better? Outstanding sound mixing for a comedy series or special. Okay, right on. Good for them. Yeah. So that is the sim. That is the call of the Simpsons. The call of the Simpsons. Episode Ooh. seven. Yes, season, season one, one, episode seven. Season one, episode seven. Seven G O nine. We're making our way through this season, boys. Yeah, we we're already past the halfway point. That's now. right. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, next episode we're gonna have uh our another season one episode we'll be talking about the telltale head this is a big one it's a pretty iconic episode there's a lot of first time appearances oh shit mm-hmm. yeah there's a ton yeah. actually the next episode gonna... they just like unload a whole heap of new characters yep on you. we'll we'll get into that next time you hear us yeah and yeah. then uh yeah we'll do we'll be continuing through season one and we got some uh good sideshows planned uh for following certain episodes we get through in season one that we can kind of follow up on certain things yeah. with these sideshows we got coming up. Hell yeah. All right, well, I'm JB. I'm Jordan. I'm Greg. And we're Camp Krusty. Camp Krusty out. Camp Krusty.